All right. The regular season coming to a close, and good news, Illinois fans, because Scott Ritchie has two of your main components winning Big Ten honors. You've got Kofi Coburn, maybe a clear Big Ten player of the year, leader, and you know Brad Underwood, kind of in the same boat as coach of the year. All right, they got time to strengthen their case. They also have time to kind of hurt their case here with four games left. Richie will break down those races, the Big Ten race. He'll even tell you about uh, some pizza news and when he got in a fight back in Eureka, Illinois. Come back to this week's podcast, Inside Illini Basketball, after these messages. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money radio show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. Oh, good Monday morning. What are you smiling at, Scott Ritchie? Don't 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 touch me. An auspicious to, oh. (laughs) Do not. I'm going to remember this. Oh, that's Scott Ritchie. I'm Jim Ross. We really are uh, friends, right? We don't um, go into fisticuffs, although if you touch me again, I'm going to hit you. Well, then I guess I have to hit back. I mean, that's just, that's the, and them's the rules. Scott Ritchie, we, uh, welcome back, first of all, Scott. You've been gone for about a week. Yeah. And there's been much sorrow in the newsroom, weeping. Um, uh, men uh, crouched down on the floor in a fetal position. Where's Scotty? Everybody asked. Yeah, just on the road for an entire week. And uh, you, you think, well, that can't be too bad. You're just covering basketball. Well, you know, it's kind of exhausting being away from home for a week, sleeping in hotels for a week. It's not, I mean, it's not as glamorous as one might think, especially when you're flying commercial and driving. A lot of it. But the groupies and the expensive dinners, those things have to be a, <laughs> uh, a The plus. free breakfast at the hotel, which is I book them based on will you feed me in the morning. Yeah. We're just happy you're home in one piece, uh, that you didn't get in any uh, handshake line brawls. Uh, despite all, it, it was a, a week of violence in the Big Ten. First of all, all the Pizza Hut parking lot talk, followed yeah. up by an actual... Pizza Hut parking lot moment. Yeah, I mean, I'm I I assume, and I don't know this for certain, but it would make some sense that Jawan Howard heard Brad Underwood talking for days about how you know, tough he was, and you know, getting in fights in the parking lot at the Pizza Hut in McPherson, Kansas, and he's like, "Can't have that." I'll show you how <laughs> how tough I am, and uh, that whole mess um, at Wisconsin, though. I mean, really, really silly to begin mm-hmm. with. Um, also, just a, a bad look for the Big Ten. I mean, a little bit is like because that's all anyone was talking about yesterday was Juwan Howard, not exactly punching the, the Wisconsin assistant, but definitely threw a right hand um, after he grabbed Greg Gard by the shirt and like I don't know, probably could have picked him up if he wanted to. Juwan's much bigger. And that was after guard, you know, kind of grabbed onto Juwan's elbow after Juwan walked past saying, I'll remember this because Greg Gard called a timeout. 
with like four seconds to play and his team up by double digits. But that was because Juwan Howard was pressing the Wisconsin walk-ons, even though his team had clearly lost the game. Um, just a lot of nonsense involved in that. Um, and we'll see what it all means because uh, there will be some suspensions coming down, all right. probably to sometime later today. The timing is right for Illinois, which visits uh, Michigan over the weekend. Uh, Wolverines are going to be depleted more than the, Not that uh, Illinois had anything to worry about anyway. Michigan's not very good this year. But they did beat Purdue at home, and uh, that was, was cause for concern. Yeah, and like Hunter Dickinson has been playing his best basketball, mm-hmm. really, um, in the last – not quite month. He didn't. He didn't play in the game in Champaign uh, in January after he had just wasn't fully back yet from his COVID absence. But uh, yeah, Michigan's going to be without Juwan Howard certainly, mm-hmm. and then I would imagine uh, Terrence Williams, Musa Diabate, you know, the two players that were you know on video throwing multiple punches won't play either. Um, so we'll see what that all means on Sunday, but it's certainly a, a new wrinkle but just to see kind of how Michigan reacts and maybe how Elmwood tries to take advantage. All right. Uh, besides the Wisconsin assistance face, you know what else is hurting? Your prediction record, Scott Ritchie. Yeah, I mean, that's like a factual statement that you've made. It is what it is. I mean, I thought you know maybe Illinois could get the win at the rack when no one else had, excuse me, Jersey Mike's Arena. Um Thought maybe, you know, Rutgers had used up a lot of its magic momentum. I was wrong. And then I thought, you know, Michigan State can't afford to lose again. They just they had lost, what, three of four and, you know, five of their last nine heading into Saturday's game. And then, you know, I was wrong. So, you know, my prediction record is uh, it's taken a hit in the last week, but I can, you know, still got a lot of season left. Four more games in the regular season, Big Ten tournament, NCAA tournament. I could, I can save this. Can you now? Probably not. <laughs> I'm just. I have not had a good grasp like what this Illinois team is going to do. Just for transparency's sakes, the after the Big Ten meets about Juwan Howard, that's when our meeting will take place about your future uh, predicting games. Uh, it'll Again, be a high I, level meeting. I've said I'll pass that along to someone else that wants to make it. Ed I'll Bond put, is our first choice to replace you. I'll put, I'll put their name on it. Ed Bond with a spectacular weekend. I hope you follow the news. I hope you follow Ed on Twitter first of all, but then uh, also on news because at Instagram and Facebook, Ed uh, captured uh, kind of a neat moment Saturday night when the team got home from uh, East Lansing uh, to Flight Star in Savoy. They were they were treated to Pizza Hut, right? <laughs> that whole thing is also just funny to me. Right. It was like. Um, like I wonder how long it'll last. I after Juwan Howard, you know, throwing right hands, right hand singular. I'm not sure Brett Underwood will talk about fighting much anymore. Um, <laughs> maybe he does. Maybe he just he leans Come in on. even more. Don't be sensitive. Yeah, um, but just don't do it. Just yeah. talk about it. Just don't do it. As long as it's like years, <laughs> decades in your past when you're talking about fighting in parking lots, I think it's probably okay. Uh, Sunday in Ann Arbor, maybe hold off. Uh, they, right. might, they might be a little sensitive to the fight talk. Tell me this, Scott Ritchie, as a youth growing up in Eureka, uh, going to school all those years, you know, the fifth grade twice. Um, <laughs> where, fifth grade, it was more likely that it would have advanced me a grade than, than helped okay. me back. Where did young Scott Ritchie brawl? 
in Eureka? Was it the well, never in Casey's? the never in the Pizza Hut parking lot because we did have one, and you know, you might you hung out in the Pizza Hut parking lot. There may have been some scraps. Right. I was not involved. Uh, the one clear one I can remember was playing basketball in the gym. I think it was seventh grade before school. Some jerk eighth grader just two hand shoved one of my friends in the back into like the bleachers had been pushed back. You know? okay. So I lifted him up with one arm across his throat because he was a tiny little pipsqueak. Um, and thankfully, the only like adult in the gym sort of supervising was a student teacher. So I was just told not to do it again. Excellent. But, you know, I'm that kind of teammate. I will. That's good to know. I'll have your back. That's why the reaction. I was the DeMonte Williams of Eureka Middle School. That's Scott Ritchie, our guy. Despite his prediction record, we're going to be nice to you. I was told uh, that uh, you had a Twitter follower uh, weigh in saying, stop picking on Ritchie, so the rest of this podcast will be all Ritchie love. All right? It's 11.20 a.m. We'll mark the time, and then we'll see what happens. Trust me. It's going to be just uh, all praising Scott Ritchie. Okay. And his miserable prediction record. <laughs> uh, we made it to 11.20 a.m. <laughs> All right, hey, tell me about uh, your trip. I'd like to go behind the scenes a little bit. Uh, uh, our listeners uh, deserve that from you. Uh, New Jersey seemed to be a raucous environment. Was it really that raucous sitting there? It was. I mean, and it's a it's a smaller arena. I think maybe only Welsh Ryan is smaller. They're about equal size. Um, it was sold out. And it was a legitimate sell. I, okay. I didn't see any empty seats to speak of. Um, yeah, when Rutgers is good, like those fans care about it, and like it's that's happened over the last couple of years where they've gotten much better under Steve Eichel because they were awful in the Eddie Jordan Welcome to the Big Ten era, um, and honestly hadn't been that great in the American Athletic Conference or in the Big East or like, their last conference title. They were in the A10, and that was. Decades ago, um, but they care about this team, right. and like the fact that they had beaten three ranked big team teams before that, two of them at home, like leading into this game, you know, those fans were primed. I think the players were primed to keep it going, and they certainly did. But yeah, great environment. All right, Illinois basketball used to have the biggest media following of any Big Ten team back in the oh four oh five era. Uh, tons of uh, media members accompanying them everywhere they went, mostly from newspapers. Tell me who uh, is following the team these days. Well, the newspaper thing's a little different because there's... Is there another newspaper that covers the Illini? The Decatur Herald Review. Okay. That's it. Decatur, Illinois. Yeah. Okay. I think that's it on the newspaper front. Um, Lots of websites these days. Okay. Your rivals, your 24-7 sports, your whatevers. Um, But still, I think Illinois has maybe the biggest contingent of media that travels so i know like ohio state really uh, for like every on, the only reporter i know that travels for every ohio state game so i imagine he'll be in champagne later this week is adam jardy from the columbus dispatch okay um indiana travels pretty well but i think the Illinois media like we're we're out there okay it's been a while it's, it's a it's small it's probably a smaller right. group than it used to be obviously but i mean fewer newspapers but sure and still no cheering on press row. No, that's. Okay. I mean, that's just. Is that still a a thing, or is are we past that? 
Uh, I still think it's a thing. Okay, good. And, and well, like, if the if anyone like, if I ever hear even like a a little bit, I, I always cast like some side eye. To okay. That. Like, just do your job. It's a job. Not a fan. Excellent. The trip to Michigan State. Then uh, uh, they're a down t- down team right now. It seems the fans uh, kind of show that. Yeah, because I mean, I've only. I think, yeah, I've only seen Illinois lose at the Breslin Center, so it's the fans have had something to cheer about. But like, there were some times where like the Izzo and like they just kind of got a little quiet because you know whatever. Like, even as Tyson Walker was doing his best, Demetric Trice, Illinois, Illinois fans won't get that one. Um, Illinois had an answer, so like they, they couldn't build any like crowd momentum hardly, and the team obviously couldn't. Um, as well, but that's they dropped out of the top twenty-five, having lost four of six and six of the last ten. Um, and this is—it's not the most talented Michigan State team. Right. I mean, they've got probably their just best player in—it's been more so in theory—the most potential, most pro potential is Max Christie, and this is the second straight time that Trent Frazier has just put him in handcuffs. So he was a non-factor in the game. Um, they just—they don't have the Jaron Jackson or the the Miles Bridges or even the El Cassius Winston. They just don't have those guys that level anymore. Strange uh, when we talk about NBA draft picks. Uh, Kofi still in the mock drafts in the fifties, right? And yeah. You see, you see Max Christie in a first rounder, and you see Caleb Houston for goodness sakes uh, still listed ahead of I'm, I. It's mind-boggling to me. I don't get it. And that's it, more based on what NBA teams think they can do with the the raw materials of a Max Christie. Because I mean, he's, well, I think he's maybe 19. I don't know when his birthday is, but he's young. And he's 6'6", six, six, and he's got long arms. And good sh- like shown he can shoot. Um, a lot of these things apply to Caleb Houston as well because he's tall, long arms, shown he can shoot, young. Young is a key thing there. Just like NBA teams believe, and it's probably true, that they can get more out of guys like that who sort of fit what every NBA player is these days than college programs. So your college production, can it make a difference? Sure, but NBA teams are drafting on potential more than anything. I think that's why you saw I would assume we dropped to 38. It's because he wasn't coming out after his freshman season. He was a a junior. He was you know, in his 20s, which sounds like in very, very early 20s, but that's not 18 or 19. Um, but you show, I mean, he has shown why you know, development at the college level uh, can also be a good thing because he's been one of the best rookies in the NBA um, because he's a little more mature and he understands what it takes to play at that level. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's going to be tough for Kofi. I mean, to break out of the fifties probably just cause there's just not hardly anybody like him left in the NBA. And like, they're not looking for that necessarily. All right. Scott Ritchie, our ultra talented beat writer. One of the best guys you'll you'll ever meet. <laughs> I'll take it. This has been recorded for posterity. 
as votes that will help determine player of the year and so on in the Big Ten. Where is uh, said Kofi uh, on your ballot right now? Player of the year? Yeah. Okay. And that's, I mean, that's a heck of a race. And I think I mentioned before, like, all Big Ten first team, it's decided. I mean, it's very clear who the best five players in the, the league are. And it's Kofi. And it's EJ Liddell. And they'll get the square off on Thursday. State Farm Center. Um, it's Jaden Ivey. It's Johnny Davis. And it's Keegan Murray. Hmm. Because you have the mix there of teams that are ranked, and now Iowa is ranked. Came in at number 25. I didn't vote for them because they literally just got their first quad one win uh, this weekend. Didn't have one for, you know, three-fourths of the season or more. But uh, So they haven't really beaten anybody. But they're ranked. Also, those guys all come from ranked teams, teams you know, at the top of top tier of the Big Ten, and they've had the best – that might be the best collection of like individual performance seasons that the Big Ten has maybe ever had, like to go five deep like that. So I, I mean, I assume like someone else will get some votes just because people are funny about that. But like, how those can't be your top five guys, I don't know. Where's Trent Frazier figure in uh, your voting? It'll be interesting because like after the top five, I think it, it's a free for all. I don't. I mean, I think Hunter Dickinson's probably could be quote unquote sixth, maybe. Um, just because he, he's played well, you have to give him that over the last, like I said, over the last month or so. Um, yeah, Trent's I think right there, and only if, but I think again, only if people understand what he does defensively, which might be the thing because I don't know that a lot of people do. Like if you watch Illinois play, you understand because you see what he did to Max Christie twice and what he. You know, has done to guards throughout the Big Ten. It was like they don't have their best night when he's when he's defending them. So I mean, I think it's like it goes through the third team. So like fifteen players will be honored. I, he should be in that mix somewhere. I just I don't know where. Back to Kofi real quick. You have them as your player of the year. Uh, there'll be a strong push for the Wisconsin kid certainly. And this yeah. was my informal poll with my Indiana relatives last week. They seemed stupefied that I even mentioned Kofi as a, a top-tier candidate. Is that the perception outside of Champaign-Urbana? No. <laughs> Who are these people in Indiana that aren't watching college basketball? Um, so Trace Jackson Davis, is he Big Ten Player of the Year? He's playing for an average Hoosiers team. Um, no, that's... Like Kofi's in the National Player of the Year conversation still, um, so yeah, I, I assume he'll be in the Big Ten Player of the Year conversation, and he is because he's one of the best players in the conference. And who are these people from Indiana? <laughs> like you, you have to name names at this point because that's that's silly. Ted Sanford, uh, Pride of Liberty, uh, Indiana. I'm sorry. Thought Johnny thought the Wisconsin kid was a lock for player of the year. And this was as he was watching him dismantle his beloved Hoosiers. Yeah, because he had one another 30-point game, didn't he? I mean, like Johnny Davis is getting a lot of love. Like he, I think he's at this point now the Big Ten's highest draft prospect, which is crazy because you know who was talking about Johnny Davis before the season? No one. Like he just sort of came out of nowhere. 
Um, but yeah, it, like if it's not Kofi, then I assume Johnny Davis will probably get you know Big Ten Player of the Year honors. EJ Liddell though is it's sort of like under the radar because like Ohio State's good, but they're not great. I mean, they're still ranked, obviously, but like EJ's just sort of putting up crazy numbers, and no one's really talking about it. We'll see what he does against Illinois because he has tended to have fairly impressive performances against the Illini. All right, let's shift to Coach of the Year. My appreciation thread for Brad Underwood uh, stems from his um, just the way he goes about his business, not necessarily coaching, but I was struck about after the Rutgers game when uh, he did come on post-game radio and was said, man, we are we were just bad tonight. Not a lot of coaches will be that relaxed and honest in uh, in evaluating so uh, soon after a game. But I liked it. Yeah. And I think, you know, he has to be considered, you know, a leader for Big Ten Coach of the Year. Um, and it's sort of – you have to look at the big picture a little bit too because – and like all that's happened in the last calendar year. I mean, you lose the best player in the program, one of the best all time, I guess, at Illinois, and Iota Sumu. I mean, I think that's an argument to be made. And uh, you knew it was coming, but still, you're moving on without the guy that dragged you to a lot of wins sometimes. Um, and then Kofi's in the draft, and then out of the draft, but in the portal. Uh, and comes back, you lose all three assistant coaches to you know different jobs, and then you get to the season, and Andre Cabello misses fourteen games or whatever it's been. Kofi has missed five um, injuries, illness, COVID, everything sort of thrown multiple wrenches in it. And here they sit, two weeks left in the season, half game out of first place in the Big Ten. Um, Kind of a favorable finish in a way, just because they've got three or four at home. Um, ranked in the top 25. They did slip three spots, but still number 15 in the country. Um, so, yeah. It's, and, you know, they, the NCAA, you know, the Men's Basketball Tournament Selection Committee or whatever the official name is, like, gave their, we're three weeks out, here's the top 16 seeds. And there was some surprise that Illinois was a three. I think they would have probably still been, you know, in the top sixteen, but I'm surprised that they were number twelve overall. And the reason given was like, well, Illinois has done well and they missed a lot of guys, you know, consistently all season. So Yeah, Underwood's right there in the mix. Um I think Matt Painter's gonna probably get some votes as well. Um just because he's got that train just chugging along per usual. But not Greg Gard. That would be, to me, the biggest threat just because of where Wisconsin started the season. Yeah, and there's enough there where, like, they had all of that, those off-season issues where players were, had some players-only meeting that got leaked where the players were, like, just fed up with Greg Gard, and then they had some issues on their coaching staff with the, was that was Alondo Tucker. It's like, was he going to be an assistant? Was he not? And he's not. Um, this whole thing with Juwan Howard, because guard could have just thrown up his hands, like I'm just not going to deal with you, and walked away. But he he did grab Juwan Howard's elbow, 
uh, to prove a point. Um, there's enough. It was like, I don't know. You going to vote for Greg Gard? Maybe, but I don't think I would. All right, got the Buckeyes coming Thursday night. Got snow coming, of course. What's a, what's a game without some weather issues? Well, what's a week without it being like 50 and then the bottom yeah, dropping? It's beautiful know. today. I'm anyway, tired of it. that does not hamper the, the activities Thursday night. Well, shoot, there was the – I can't remember who they played, but the game where it was supposed to snow two feet. and A lot of people showed. A lot of people showed, more than I thought. So I, I don't think it's going to be that okay. bad on Thursday. So I, I assume fans will will show up. All right, you get be never, a great game. Never too early to start talking senior night activities. Uh, uh, there'd be some uh, emotional responses, certainly with who's scheduled to play their last home game. <laughs> yeah, well, the ones here, here's the ones we know for sure. Okay. The, the guys that can't come back, regardless: mm-hmm. Trent Frazier, Demonte Williams, Alfonso Plummer. So Trent and Demonte will get senior night. Take two, I guess. Sure. Um, and this one, like their parents will have, actually be able to be there, so that'll. You know, they did the video thing, you know, last year. Um, interesting to see how Brad Underwood kind of handles that because he's been pretty clear about like what Trent and Demonte have meant over the last five years. Is they helped kind of build Illinois from, you know, not great, often in the bottom four of the Big Ten previously into. Uh, a title contender. So that'll be interesting. But So those three guys can't come back. Jacob Grandison could. Austin Hutcherson could for two more years because of his injury stuff. Um, Kofi technically has two more years if he wants them because he's got his senior year and then his COVID year. And depending on NIL, you know, I think it's a conversation. There's a chance he could make as much at Illinois as he'd make in the G League or whatever. Um, All right, so that's I think that's it. Our wonderful human being, Scott Ritchie, yeah. again, gracious enough to join us here today. Ed Bond has already got his pen out for an autograph. You're that good a guy, Scott Ritchie. Thank you. Just can't can't stop complimenting you today for some reason. I'm going to clip this and like use it as like my voicemail or something. You've already said uh, Kofi and um, Coach are in the running for the, the two big Big Ten honors. Give me your power poll then, your top three. I, I assume Kofi's number one since he's your Big Ten player of the year. I, I okay. think the only time Kofi's not been number one is when like he wasn't playing. He did drop out of your top three a couple times, if I remember, Scott Ritchie. Yeah, because he wasn't playing. I'm just saying. Got to play. I'm not arguing. Got to play I'm, to be ranked. It's it's the I, rules. I didn't read the Richie criteria. Yeah. Well, Kofi number one. Okay. And go Trent number two. That shot on Saturday was greeted with yeah. We kind of expected that, right? Yeah, it wasn't a big deal, and I mean, he had missed like his first five threes. So, but he's a fifth year guy. He's 23 years old. Like. He has the and he has the confidence in himself. Is like I'll just go ahead and take this shot while everyone else is trying to figure out what set we're going to run because we didn't get it right the first time. Like every like the other four guys on the court and like they were on my end because I was sitting uh, on the baseline. Like Kofi was looking at Underwood. Everybody was like looking to the bench, and then Trent just pulls up and knocks Jacked down the it. three. Um. So Trent number two, and then Jacob Grandison mm. and his six three pointers. Mm. 
redeemed right. himself for. He had not had a great stretch. Wasn't shooting well. Was kind of turning it over, like on like what are you doing type plays. Um, figured that all out. Had what twenty four points, five rebounds, five assists. Almost all of them entry passes to Kofi, but they count the same. So there's your top three. Georgie doing good. Yeah, same old Georgie. He's he hasn't changed a, a bit, and like watching him behind the bench was the same as like watching him if he was on the bench. He was, you know, flexing after like post moves from Kofi, uh, a lot of shouting. Um, but yeah, he's playing with the Grand Rapids Gold. Gold. They were the drive. I almost said drive, but that was their old name. Uh, so that's the Denver Nuggets G League team, and. Yeah, he's just, I think, just playing solid basketball for them. And when he gets like more opportunities, more playing time, he's he's done well with it. So, uh, whatever I don't know what that means for his pro career moving forward, but he's got both feet in the door. Any other impressions coming out of Michigan State? Struck you? Any data you want to share from that game? I know I've, I've almost got through the podcast without asking for that. Meaningless. I mean that <laughs> that gold that you provide on a weekly basis. Uh, meaningless points per possession or whatever. Ed Bond. I don't even know what he's talking about. Sometimes it's my fault, of course, because Scott Ritchie is never wrong, like ever. All right. So go ahead. I'm if you... great. I'm. It's great. All of this is being recorded. Now here's the thing. Like Illinois. Like when you look at well, this, is just kind of. NCAA tournament related because hmm, good and on the quad system because I got an email I was like I don't understand what you mean by quad one or quad two but that's it's how the essentially the selection committee has sort of broken up all 358 teams into putting value on a win so like quad one win it, it's a it's a kind of a, a spectrum of rankings like at home it's a smaller number like one through I think 30 like teams ranked in the net that's a quad one win on the road it's much higher and neutral is kind of in between Illinois lost a couple quad one wins because as teams win and lose their net rankings go up and down um, so the see the road win at Northwestern is now quad two because they've kind of fallen off a, a little bit um, but Illinois has three more quad one opportunities in the next four games to give their NCAA tournament resume a late boost. So, you know, just got to take care of business. I got them, as I said often, uh, winning the Big Ten and then going in as a two seed. So there. Okay. I mean, that's, they're going to need to either win it outright, so that's a you know, Purdue kind of go in the tank, mm. or for One their loss. To, for there to be more than two teams at the top if Purdue's involved, because if it's just Illinois and Purdue, Purdue beat them twice, and, you know, tiebreaker and all that. Hmm. There's a lot of moving parts in the last two weeks. Like, like I've, I've said it multiple times, like, the Big Ten title's not going to be determined until that first weekend in March. Excellent stuff, as usual, Scott. <laughs> just, I feel better. I feel smarter. I'm just curious what this is going to mean for me the rest of the <laughs> week. Because you've gotten all this out on a Monday morning. 
All right, follow Scott Ritchie every morning, 6 a.m. AlanaHQ.com, unique online content. Then uh, follow him on Twitter and uh, Snapchat and all the way up to tip-off, late-night tip-off on Thursday. Then he's off to Michigan on Sunday. See what happens there. We'll find out maybe later today. Exactly. Anyway, Scotty, appreciate it as always. We'll see you next Monday.